Kathy Bixel. Welcome to today's broadcast of Beautiful Life. We are so honored today and blessed to have with us Dawn Sanchez Montgomery. Dawn, we welcome you to the broadcast today. Thank you for having me. We uh, are so excited to have Dawn with us. Um, she's a personal friend and uh, she and her husband are um, just uh, powerful ministers of the gospel and also have a marketplace ministries, uh, various things, mm -hmm. I, I guess. Um, but uh, I wanted Dawn uh, to come on the program today specifically because we want to talk to you today and minister to you about the subject of honor, the dynamic of how honor works in us spiritually and the importance of it um, for us as Christians. So um, before we get into any of that today, Dawn, I did want to uh, ask you to just briefly tell us or tell our audience a little bit about your ministry. Okay. Um, I know that uh, the uh, moniker or the call of your ministry is to ignite, ignite the church. So talk to us a little bit about that. Okay. Well, I'll tell you how the vision started. Uh, years ago, when I was younger, my father was an, uh, had an evangelism ministry on the street. So we would spend all our weekends trying to bring the lost into the kingdom of God. Oh, that's awesome. So as I grew older, you know, the Lord really birthed in me how important it is for us to bring the lost in. It became almost a high for me. And so this, this ministry, Mission Possible, came to birth to bring the church out of the fall, four walls, being effective in every facet of society. Yes. So, so now our, our mission is to ignite the church to get out of the four walls. A lot of times there's a lot of inner fighting in the church because people are not using their gifts and they need to use those gifts and go out there and manifest the glory of God. So that is our whole mission, to ignite the church, to go forward and affect the world for God's glory. You know, it really is a challenge because, um, and I think that that's a powerful a powerful call and um, purpose to have for a ministry, especially today. You know, it's so, uh, the temptation is for us to become so inward, even um, as we begin to understand more of the presence of God manifesting uh, in our services yes. and, you know, the Lord really uh, pressing in on us and manifesting himself in such glorious ways globally when we gather together at the ch in the church. Um, the, the tendency is to want to just, you know, to gobble that all up for ourselves and just, you know, gather together to just, you know, do that all the time mm -hmm. when we don't realize that part of the dynamic of being in the Lord's presence in worship and gathering together is so that he can further equip us to be effective in the world. You know, um, yeah, just for an example, yesterday uh, we were out eating breakfast with my, my team here and uh, my media director is here from Los Angeles and we we got home later and uh, he said to me, uh, who who was the, the waiter? Like, do, where, where do you know that waiter mm -hmm. from? And I said, oh, that waiter, that waiter. We shared the gospel with him and found out, you know, he came from a Christian home and, uh, you know, just, you know, engaged with him and started sharing the gospel with him, the love of Jesus. And, you know, he's a young millennial. And every time we go in there, he opens his arms, he comes to hug me, and I ask him how he's doing, mm -hmm. if he's, you know, walking with the Lord. And I always get an honest answer, uh -huh. you know, if he's walking or not. But you engage and establish relationships outside of the church, mm -hmm. you know, to just share the love of God and, uh, you know, have the gifts manifest, the word of knowledge, 
the word of wisdom, um, even the gifts of healing to pray for people, et cetera. So I just encourage you, you know, to continue with that, um, you know, with that, that calling. That's wonderful. Um, well, we also know um, we're going to talk a little bit about it uh, in either this, uh, this one or the next uh, broadcast, but you also wrote a book called Call to Order, Position for God's Manifested Glory. Mm -hmm. So you're an author as well. Yes. And you're a mom. How many, how many children do you have? Uh, I have um, not children I've given birth to naturally, but spiritually I have a lot oh, of children. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> but naturally, no, I have not, you know, had a child. I'm a stepmom, though. Oh, I do have okay. one. That's, one, I knew you one had adult your, daughter. Yes. Yeah. One yes. adult daughter with my husband. Amen. Yes. Well, mm -hmm. that, yeah, that's, yes. I knew mm -hmm. you had, you know, yeah. family. So I always like to have mm -hmm. the audience, you know, familiar with mm -hmm. what's going on in your lives other than your ministry. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, tell me, let's start here because when I invited you on the program, we were talking about what the Holy Spirit is really saying to the church now, one of the things he's saying. Mm -hmm. um, and we really talked about uh, the importance of this subject of honor. So let's just start to dialogue because I think it's going to be important for, um, you know, for our audience to understand that in the word of God that we are instructed about honor. The Lord encourages us and challenges us to honor our parents, to honor authority and to honor our spiritual leaders. And that's just, you know, that's just the beginning. So Dawn, uh, just, Tell us, you know, just let's open up here and see what the Holy Spirit has been saying to you. And okay. I'm excited to hear it. Yeah, I, I see that so much is tied to honor or lack thereof. And it was several months ago I was praying and just the Lord impressed upon me how the church lacks honor. You know, it's something that we have allowed to slip in. What he said, honor among kings is important for the kingdom to be effective because we're a group of kings. And he said, just like in a household, if parents begin to dishonor one another, the home and the family begin to deteriorate. And right. that's what happens in the church. And see, we have become a society of disrespecting and dishonoring not only one another, but people of authority. And so this is what the Lord said to me, that when we dishonor a person, really we're disrespecting the image of man, the image of God that's in man. Yes. And so he's saying that, you know, when you dishonor them, you're really dishonoring him, who he's created them to be. So I don't have to agree with somebody to honor them. Right. I honor right. the life of God that's in them because right. God made them. And I think that it becomes difficult for people to separate somebody's behavior versus yes. honoring them because right. God made them in his image and his likeness. And, you know, as I started researching the subject, you know, it brought me back to the beginning when God created man. He created man in his image and in his likeness, and he crowned him with honor and glory. Now, glory, you know, we try to define, but it's too big. Right, you right. Know, That's it's true. Like, uh, yes, there are a lot yes. of definitions. You know, right, it's right. weight, it's splendor, it's dignity, it's all these wonderful things. But really, it could be encapsulated in the goodness of God. So all of his glory is manifested in his goodness, and glory includes honor. But really what the Lord showed me, because a glory has weight to it, weight has value. Yes. And so glory that he's given man, he's also crowned him with honor. So man has value. Yes. And so we have been crowned with this value. So every person God made has value. Right. And so we need to focus on the value of God in them. 
Now they have to awaken to who they are so that value right, could be right. revealed. That's true. But yeah. if we get caught up in looking at people's behavior, then we dishonor God. And then God's glory can't be revealed through us because we're not operating as kings and kings, kings have dignity. Right, right. And it's, it's true too. Uh, you know, I, I say this all the time. The real key issue for many of us is to understand that God always sees, sees in someone something that we don't see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because we're looking for uh, through our you know earthly lens so t- so many times, but God sees something in them mm-hmm. that we don't always see. See, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you know, it, it's made me really think differently about um, people, you know, right. that I know, or a lot of times the things that we're seeing going on today, you know, in in our culture, in, in our in culture, the, in the political yes. realm. I mm-hmm. know where it has really hit me, and you and I discussed this a little bit. One of the areas that it has really um, hit me is in the level of vitriol and disrespect that we see manifested in the public square Mm -hmm. from the mouths of Christians. Mm -hmm. And um, especially in light of, and maybe you could find find the scripture for me. I know you said you wanted to read some things about... um, you know, how we are to respect and honor Mm -hmm. authority. Now, and this is important for us to understand, there's a difference between, the the Bible tells us that we are to give honor and respect to whom honor and respect is due. Mm -hmm. But there's a difference between honor and respect. Respect is something that is earned. So many times there's people that they don't behave in a way that's worthy of respect. But honor is a gift, Dawn. Mm -hmm. Honor is a gift that we give to God, that we give to other people through the power and the presence of God in us because God honors us. Yes, He honored us and thought so highly of us that he gave his very best. He gave us the gift of his son so that we could be empowered for living Mm -hmm. and feel and experience his love. He wants us to treat people the same way. Mm -hmm. So you may behave disrespectfully, but you are still worthy of honor. Yes. You are still worthy of honor. Um, but where I see this, and I think it's it's dangerous, what we're seeing in the public square, what we're seeing um, coming through social media, through believers. Um, and I know that there may be people that disagree with me, but what I've learned over the years in my walk with God and uh, and also understanding spiritual things is that we need to have in the church a very holistic understanding of what it means to walk with God. We are always looking for that one thing we have to do. So for example, you can clearly disagree with a politician or a a senator or a congressman or a president's policy. You can disagree with those policies and you can even work to having those policies change. But that is completely different, right Dawn? Very different than slandering that person, calling them names, spewing out descriptions of them that are vile and dishonoring. You may not necessarily respect that person because of maybe a way that they behave. And clearly we know that politicians cannot behave very well, right? All of them or any of them, as my husband husband always says, they're all the same, okay? Um, But that does not give you a right to dishonor 
their level of authority that God has given them. So share with us what the Holy Spirit's been speaking to you, because this is really vital for us as Christians right now. We are opening ourselves up to to really to spirits of anger, spirits of bitterness, and the results of that are going to be devastating for us corporately and even for our own physical bodies. What the Lord's been saying to me is that we've been too entangled in the affairs of the earth. He's saying we've forgotten that we are not residents, we are representatives. And so if we think that we're relegated to the world, then we're gonna act just like them. You know, the thing is we're kings and we're forgetting that we're kings. Kings are seated on a throne. They don't go out in the streets and scrap with the townspeople. They make (laughs) decisions from the throne. And that's where we need to rule from is from the throne. We are, we are here to bring this earth in alignment with God's kingdom yes, in heaven. Yes. And so we have to remember that, remember that. There's a scripture that says that a good soldier doesn't entangle himself with the affairs of the world to please the one who's enlisted him. So I can't be involved in civilian programs. Right, right, you know? right, right. All I'm to do is to hear what God wants and to legislate that here on earth. Now, as far as disrespecting authority, we as kings are to show honor to other people. It's interesting, the Lord said to me, he doesn't disrespect or dishonor those who don't, dis, who, who, those who don't agree with him. So if right, God doesn't right, dishonor those right. who don't agree with him, who are we to dishonor people that don't agree yes, with us? Yes. We are here to uphold authority. So I'm gonna read a couple of stri- scriptures concerning authority. In 1 Peter chapter two, Peter says, Beloved, I beg you as sojourners and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts, which war against the soul, having your conduct honorable among the Gentiles, that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may by your good works, which they observe, glorify God in the day of visitation. Therefore, submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake. Oh, could you say that again? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Therefore, submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake. Now, this is an interesting scripture because the line before submitting to every ordinance of man, it says that your conduct has to be honorable so that in the day of visitation, the unbeliever could glorify God. Yes. So if my behavior is just as disrespectful and dishonoring as theirs, the day of God's visitation, and I believe that means two things. That's when God's presence so exudes this earth as we're here now that when they see how we're conducting ourselves, they too can glorify God. They can experience the presence of God too in that day, but also that that represents the day of judgment. So it's important for us in every way to be honoring so that when the presence of God is manifested on this earth, people too who are unbelievers now can enjoy it. Then he says, therefore... You know, obey every ordinance of man. This is the requirement of every believer to come in alignment with law. God established law. Now, he hasn't established the laws that are in our nations, but he has established the principle of law that we obey it. And, you know, he has empowered us to not only obey his law. You know, I think there is confusion today in the body of Christ with the grace message because grace empowers me to obey. Right, 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 right. Grace is not a license for me to do whatever I want. Right. So even though the law has been satisfied, those 10 commandments, but the law is now on the inside of me. 
And so now as I yield to that law, I can be gracious to other people and honor them and honor yes, those the who law are in authority. Of it's yes, the law of, of love. love. It's the law of love, yes. the law of honor, mm -hmm. yes. Because Paul said, it's that law that compels me. And right. so if I yield to that, I can be honoring to people and I could submit to every ordinance of man. And there is another scripture that says, let every soul be subject to governing authorities. This is in Romans, Romans chapter 13. But then it goes on to say in verse seven, render therefore to all their due, as you were saying before, yes. taxes to whom taxes are due, customs to whom customs are due, fear to whom fear is due, honor to whom honor is due. Owe no one anything except to love one another. Yes. For he who so loves an one another has fulfilled the law. And then I like how it goes on to say, you know, I don't believe in separating scripture because when you read it in the full oh, context, yes, yes. then you know what it is God <laughs> right. is saying to us. And then in verse 11, it says, and do this knowing the time that now it is high time to wake out of sleep. For yes. now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly as in the day, not in revelry and revelry and drunkenness, not in lewdness and lust, not in strife and envy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make, make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lust. So, you know, what the Lord is saying here is that I'm to put on this armor of light and love. Make no provision for the flesh. The flesh makes me want to argue. Right, 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 right. <laughs> the flesh makes me want to let you know what I think about something. Right. You right. know, or give you a piece of my mind or you need to hear Without me. Without thinking about Without it. Without thinking and about it. That's the danger of social yes. media. We don't realize that once it's out there, mm -hmm. it's out there and we don't give enough thought. We just react yes. and respond mm -hmm. out of emotion. And, and then when it's there, you can't take it back. Uh, right. It's there it's forever. True. It's a permanent mark. And then two, you know, a lot of times because it's our emotion, our feelings are going to change. But those words and that which you've given off in those words are out there. And, right. and there's other power people. in words. There's, there's power so much words. power. Um, you, you brought up something uh, that I think is interesting, Dawn, when, when you talk about you know, a king not getting um, not getting entangled. You said a couple things here that um, struck me. Uh, number one, about the fact that we we are as Christians, we are we are in heavenly places with Christ. We are to legislate and to pray, and that's why the Lord tells us pray for your leaders mm -hmm. so that you might have peaceable and quiet lives. And then the other thing about um, not being entangled, I I. I I do believe that we are to absolutely be we and there's many of us in this season that God I believe that God I believe is actually anointing us mm -hmm. to be engaged in the political process in policy making um in uh in things that are important to God making sure that they become part of the fabric of our government etc um but there's a way that you do that and I think that's where some of where what I see that's been so disheartening for me, disheartening, it's not about someone agreeing with what I think. Mm -hmm. um, it is more or less for me knowing as a spiritual leader how this is affecting my brothers and sisters right. in Christ. Mm -hmm. You know, what could be in my healing lines in a, in, a, in a church service simply because of having violated these other spiritual laws, mm -hmm. these other, you know, uh, 
things that God says or prescriptions for living that God gives us. So we are to be engaged in the political process, but it's how we are engaged. And honestly, one of the greatest ways that we communicate is through our mouths and and, uh, communicating our ideas about a certain issue. But if your actions are so diametrically opposed in hatred Mm -hmm. and hateful actions and hateful words, your actions are deafening me to anything that you're right. trying to say to me. Mm-hmm. So, for example, um, in the in the burgeoning pro-life movement, you know, back in the 70s and 80s and everything, um, which was wonderful. I am a pro-life woman. I I am a firm believer that when God says God breathes His Spirit into you in your mother's womb, God's word says He created you in your mother's womb. So, I am definitely a pro-life person. That does not mean. I believe that someone should blow up an abortion clinic Mm -hmm. to get that agenda. That is not going to change someone's mind. That is violating a whole other slew of biblical prescriptions about living or Mm -hmm. how we're supposed to live in order to attain one. So what happens to us in the body of Christ is we fixate on one issue. We become emotionally engaged around that, fixate on that and actually believe that we have a spiritual, um, uh, what's the word I want to say, God's affirmation around that thing because the Bible says. So, for example, feeding the poor or being uh, concerned about social justice uh, issues, you, in order to bring that to pass, and that might be your passion, but if you become passionate in a way that is not biblically Mm -hmm. passionate, right? And you will let your anger direct everything um, and hatred and and such. That negates, you're you're violating other portions of scripture to obtain that one thing. And so I believe we have to trust the Holy Spirit in this season to creatively enable us in love, but you know, love isn't nece- love doesn't mean you necessarily agree with everyone. Mm-hmm. I mean, God, God put Nebuchadnezzar in authority. God put Cyrus in authority. These were these were kings that God visited and used. Right. We don't understand that mm-hmm. in our intellect. So we say, well, how could God have ever? you know, use this president or use that president or use this, you know, whatever. When we see things that that are not healthy in a leader or even demonic, and there are, you mm-hmm. know, the enemy works in some of these leaders as mouthpieces. Mm-hmm. The answer is prayer. The answer is prayer, but violating 20 other scriptures to accomplish one is not the answer. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with you. A lot of that, I believe, is born out of selfishness. You know, the, the word of God demands that everything we do, we do it in love. And it also says, be angry and sin not. So you can see something that angers you. Right. But it has to be a righteous anger. And so now as an ambassador, because that's what we are, I don't represent myself. So if I feel a righteous anger, it's because something that is God is angry at. Right. He's not angry at people. He's angry at demonic activity that's going on. So now connected to him, I have to find out how he wants to address the issue. And I think a lot of times we confuse love with a feeling. I don't have to feel good about another person, right? right? I don't right, have to right. feel well, like that, I love the them. Part, right, right. Love is a spiritual force. 
Yes. And so I yield to that spiritual force in me as I carry out the will oh, of God. You know, a lot of times we're dealing with symptoms of things. It's not right. that the person is sick. It's not that the people are poor. There's a reason for it. And as kings, I am seated on the throne next to the power. Right. And now I converse with him. This is the whole thing about prayer. Prayer is not me telling anything to, to God, anything that's going on. God already knows. I'm in prayer to find out from him what is going on. Yes. And what it is that he wants. Yes. That's the whole Partner purpose of prayer. Him, right. So that when I come out of there, now I can legislate. So as I go in that place, seated next to him, now I come out and I can legislate. I don't have to fight and get in that tit and tat with people. I can find out what he wants. So even with the thing which you're saying is abortion, you know, the, we're pro-lifers. We believe in pro-life, so we're going to destroy everything. And, you know, we're going right, to preserve, right, we're gonna right, preserve right. a baby, but we're going to burn down your building. <laughs> right, right. It makes right, no sense right. at all. So we say that we're pro-life, but what is the problem? The problem is that people don't honor life. Right, right. It's uh, Once again, it's honor. I'm not honoring life. God has created life. This is, is, I'm killing the birth of his image and his likeness that's coming on earth. So really, my battle now is in prayer. I have to tackle that thing in right. prayer. I have to destroy and it in love, prayer. And, and love. love. Yes. It all has to be born in love. And then I, pr I present an answer to the mother who really does want a child. Yes, right. But she can't see a way how she's going to care for the child. Right. God has designed for the answers for the world's most pressing needs to come through the body. But I have to be vitally connected to him. Yes. And you know, I really believe the whole thing comes down to honor. So if I honor God, that means I weigh God's value more than everything that I want. Yes. I've now ascribed to him or assigned to him weight. Then everything that's supposed to come to pass, I need to go to him. Lord, what is it that you want? What is it that you're designed? Now I have put weight on what God wants. Yes. And because I've done that, now it can be in the love of God because it's my love that assigns weight to him. Yeah. And I, that's a great, that's a great um, a definition of that because I always think about when I, uh, when I look at the word of God and when the Lord tells us to honor things mm -hmm. or honor people, um, that it's when we dishonor, mm -hmm. um, we have about the five minutes or so here as we're closing up this episode, uh -huh. we're definitely going to have to come back for another episode because there's so much here we want to talk about. But when we talk about dishonoring, it's treating something ordinary that mm -hmm. God says is extraordinary. Yes. Mm -hmm. So it's even around the word holiness. I teach people all the time. When God says something is holy, he's honoring it as something. It's that word in the Hebrew that separates something that from the ordinary. Mm -hmm. I always use the analogy of your best china, that we all have our everyday dishes, uh -huh. but we have our best china. Yes. When God calls something holy, as it's described in the Bible, in the Hebrew language, mm -hmm. rather, it's setting aside something for a special purpose. We bring out that good china on our holidays, right? At Christmas and Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. we take it out of our, of our beautiful glass cabinets and we lay it out on the table because it's a special day. That's when God calls something holy. So when God calls something holy in the 
Bible, they're the things he wants treated in an extraordinary way. He calls our tithe holy. Mm -hmm. He calls our he calls his word holy. He says that we are a holy people. When uh, we see in the book of Revelation, when they are worshiping God, and this is another thing in worship, we 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 say what we see. They see that God is holy. Mm -hmm. So before the throne of God, they're saying, holy, 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 give glory and honor due to him mm -hmm. who sits on the throne because he is extraordinary. And so I think that's important that whether we're honoring people or we're honoring um, our parents, uh, you know, we there's so much that we can talk about here, how we have really seen the disintegration, especially in the United States, of honor. Mm -hmm. When you look at other cultures and how they honor their parents, how they honor the elderly, how they honor the employees, their employers rather, those in authority, uh, those in the church, the honor that they give to spiritual leaders, mm -hmm. it's very different um, than what we see here in our culture. Um, and so maybe we can talk a little bit about that in our, you know, okay. in our next broadcast, because mm -hmm. I know you're you're loaded with some things to say. But um, you know, Dawn, as we're closing, um, just on this particular broadcast, um, if you could just lead our, our audience and just, you know, just look into the camera and just pray and you know, give us an opportunity to make correction where, you know, maybe, maybe you're sitting listening today and um, you know, you are saying, wow, that really spoke to me because I, I think I may have been getting a little bit too um, over angry about things. Mm -hmm. um, so would you just pray as we close for today? C certainly. Now, Father, I thank you so much that you've given us your spirit and he reveals to us what it is that you desire on the inside of us. And so, Father, we receive your grace this day. Yes, to walk Lord. in honor, to live out the yes, honor Lord. that you have bestowed upon us as kings and priests to you, the Most High God. Lord, I thank you for revealing to each one in what areas they need to release, Father God, unforgiveness and anger, the things yes, that hold Lord. us back from operating in the free flow of this honor this day, Lord, that there would be forgiveness. And Father, I pray for Holy Ghost boldness to come upon your people, Father God, yes, Lord. that they would stand fast with the word of God, yes, that we Lord. would first honor you and perceive you as holy and as awesome and as deserving respect. And out of that relationship and out of that perception, Father God, that we would begin honoring one another, our brothers, our sisters, our spouses, our leaders in this nation, Father, so that your glory can be revealed and everybody can rejoice in the day of your visitation. And Father, for this, we thank give you, you honor and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, Dawn, thank you so much for being with us. We're going to do another episode here because I know you're loaded with a wonderful revelation and teaching for us. Thank you so much for joining us today on Beautiful Life. We encourage you to uh, watch all our prior broadcasts. We have them um, on our website, kathybixel.com. We also have, uh, we also have uh, our YouTube channel where you can see all our prior broadcasts. We love you and we just are so grateful that you can join us today. Be blessed, be filled with God's glory in your day and endeavor to honor all that God says you should honor. We trust you enjoyed this episode of Beautiful Life and the teaching ministry of Kathy Dixon. For more information about Kathy, her books, downloads, and CDs, please visit BeautifulLifeTV.com. If you are interested in Kathy's teaching schedule, 
or perhaps you would like her to speak at a church or event near you, please email info at beautifullifetv.com. We would like to thank you for taking the time to join us as we trust that God's blessing will continue to offer you his beautiful life. So long for now. Today we are honored to have with us again Dawn Montgomery. We, Dawn, we're just so grateful to have you with us again. We had a wonderful time on last our last broadcast, right? Yes, we did. Mm-hmm. We have been talking about honor, the power of honor, uh, the the spiritual principle of how honor works in our lives, and we got we got pretty um, we got pretty in there yes, the last we time. We we don't know if we made any enemies <laughs> out there in the in the world, but. We wanted to just, you know, it's the truth that sets us free. Yes, right, it is. Dawn? Mm-hmm. It's the truth that sets us free. And the truth is God's word. It's not our opinion, mm-hmm. right? It's his truth. So we, um, we're going to continue our discussion of honor and the power of honor. Um, I do want to take a moment uh, before we do that, though, to just remind you, uh, I neglected to do it on our last broadcast, but Dawn has written a book and actually is in the process of writing another one. Um, but she's written a book called A Call to Order, Positioned for God's Manifested Glory. A Call to Order, Positioned for God's Manifested Glory. It's available on Lulu Press. Um, that is lulupress.com, correct? Uh, Lulu Press, where you're, you're able to purchase it there. And hopefully through either this uh, broadcast or uh, a following one that we're going to do, we're going to talk about uh, what she's written here to exhort and encourage the body of Christ. Dawn has an amazing ministry, uh, Mission Possible, yes. that mm-hmm. um, her calling is to ignite the body of Christ, awaken her, uh, which is to all her, who she is in Christ, all she has in Christ, and her purpose in the earth. So Dawn, let's pick up uh, where we left off uh, in our last session. Uh, We talked a lot about the uh, level of dishonor we see going on, um, you know, politically in our country, etc. But uh, let's talk today about what the Bible says about honoring God, about um, honoring spiritual leaders. Tell us what the Holy Spirit's been speaking to you. You know, I, I took a look at Psalm 29, and it talks about Give unto God, O you mighty one, or people of strength. Give unto him glory and honor. Give to him the glory due his name, which means I need to assign value to God. God calls me strong, so I have strength. I have grace. I'm empowered to give him the glory that's due his name. You see, glory is an investment that God's made in me. Yes. And now he wants to return on that investment. Mm -hmm. And so I give that glory back to him. And I just want to read a couple of verses sure, from certainly. that, that scripture. I, I, I do know it by heart, but I, I just rather 
Give you, give it the word straight. Give unto the Lord, O you mighty ones. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. And so I, when I give glory, I give God the glory due his name. I worship him. How? In the beauty of holiness. So being holy is worship. That yes. means living a life separate. That's living the life of honor that gives God glory. That's worship to him. And now then it goes on to talk about the voice of the Lord and see when I honor God, I honor his voice. Yes. That means when he speaks, I put weight on his words. Yes. You know, and and that, that scripture goes on to say that the voice of the Lord is over the waters. And it says that the voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness so that when God speaks, if and I'm, I'm in a dry place, his voice will locate me right. and shake me out of that. It, it also says that the voice of the Lord causes the deer to give birth. Wow. And so if you're in an unproductive place, you know, where things seem like nothing is happening oh, in your so life good, and you're John. stale, the voice of the Lord is going to come there and you're going to become pregnant yes. with something of God. Ooh, that's good. But I have to give weight to his voice. So as I give weight to his voice and his voice begins to speak to me, then everything that the voice is speaking can now become active and alive right. in my life. So I must give um, precedence and priority to honoring the voice of God. You know, many times I see in, in the body of Christ, especially when we gather together, There is the preaching of the word of God, but there's no weight given to it as if God is speaking. Yes. It's just words. Oh, yes. We don't recognize that God is speaking through a human being. You know, it's going to be rare. We're going to hear God's voice come out of heaven. Right, 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 right. God speaks through people. Yes. You know, I'm the temple that houses his spirit. So as God is speaking through a man or a woman, I need to give weight and recognize that that is God's word. So whatever God's speaking now can be manifested in my life. And many times we've experienced this when there's a prophetic word given. Yes. I don't recognize that this is the voice of God. This is a gift that God himself will interrupt time. Yes. And speak, to release his revelation. Yes, yes. And speak to us. I have to honor that. The more I honor the voice of God, the more I'll hear the voice of God. Mm. You know, there's an increasing. Um, There is a scripture in Samuel, in 1 Samuel chapter 2, where God is speaking to the priest. And he says that those who honor him, he'll honor. But those that despise him, they will be lightly esteemed. Now, what the Lord pointed out to me is that. Yeah, that's good. Explain that one. That's that's a good one. God will honor. This is God's weight, God's glory. Those who respect that, who see that, who recognize that God will honor them. God, the weight of God's glory will rest upon that person. See, we're all crowned with honor and glory. But if you don't yield to the grace of God, and if you don't recognize and, and, and really put weight on God's word, you'll never manifest that glory. Right. You know, I look at some examples like when um, Saul was made king. Well, he was anointed king, but he disobeyed God. He dishonored right. God. He dishonored the he voice. He became insignificant. And wow. so the, God says those who lightly, who disrespect him or despise him, they'll be lightly esteemed, which means that they will be looked at or thought of lightly. Their lives will not reflect God's glory. They'll be disesteemed. They're lightweight in the spirit. They'll be insignificant. 
Now God's called us to be in called us to be significant. So if I want to be a person of significance, of which I'm crowned to be, then yes. I must be oh, a person of honor. Yes. So without oh, that, say that again. Say if I want to be a person of significance, I have to be a person of honor because the Bible says that honor follows humility. Yes. And so I must be humble. I must submit to God. I must honor God. And then I can be a person of significance. God never said he would lightly esteem me. He didn't say he would. God oh, never thinks that of is me. A, that is a really, yeah. that, that is a really big distinction. Yes. God's not disesteeming me. He's saying, I will be thought of lightly. And the weight you carry in the spirit yes. realm will be light. It's nothing he's doing to me. It's something I'm choosing by dishonoring him. Something that you just said uh, just quickened in me um, that is so powerful about, and I've, I've dis I'm discovering this um, often, especially in, when I'm in uh, gatherings, what we honor and we respect will manifest. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, Jesus, Jesus himself, you know, just so that, you know, our, our listeners and our viewers know that we're not talking about something that we, that, you know, that Dawn and I have made up, you know, as something that's, you know, important for you as a Christian. This is, the Bible gives us, the word of God gives us instruction as to how the kingdom of God functions. And Jesus himself experienced this. He was able, he went into a city and he was able to do there no he was not able to do any good, any mighty work. He was only able to do, you know, a few, uh, just a few little scattered, you know, whatever, mm -hmm. uh, healings or whatever, but nothing he could do there, no mighty work because of their lack of honor. Yes. Their lack of honor. And Jesus himself said, a prophet is not honored in his own country. Mm -hmm. And you talked about how we often don't in the church, we, we start and it comes back again to what I said in the last broadcast. We take the things that God says are extraordinary and we treat them as commonplace. Mm -hmm. And we get that like we get like that with God. We think that um, we start disregarding God or using language around God where he's to be honored and respected just because in our understanding of grace and love of God. That, that we know that God is not up there, you know, as a mean old grandpa. Mm -hmm. You know, we always say, um, you know, that we have to make sure that, you know, we eradicate that vision of God sitting on the throne as an angry tyrant ready to whatever. But that doesn't mean he's not a glorious spiritual being mm -hmm. that all of heaven is saying, really extraordinary, extraordinary, <laughs> holy, holy, worthy, full of honor. He's like nobody in this world. So I think I really don't want to refer to him as the man upstairs, you know, the dude I know, yeah, yeah the dude in the heavens or whatever kind of language we, we use, that God, we're supposed to be reverent yes. and honoring. I think that is just like, it's so important that, that we are expressive of God in that way. Mm -hmm. So Dawn, even though we may be praying for manifestations of the gifts, praying for the prophetic word to be released, praying for signs and wonders and miracles, the reality of it is that we honor what we are doing perhaps more than what the Holy Spirit is wanting to do. We, we, we are not sensitive to his movings when we gather. And so we're not gonna see the things that we're praying for because we don't honor them 
when even God does do them, mm-hmm. right? So we're we're more concerned, you know, we're not we're we're not honoring the person coming up when the pastor gives the altar call. We're not honoring that person coming up to get saved. It's more important for us. We're putting more weight on knocking that person down on the way out the back of the church. Right. We <laughs> honor getting to our car first and moving mm-hmm. it out of the parking lot than that person responding you know, responding to the gospel, or we honor more, okay, let's get on with the service. How, when, when our pastor's preaching and has put all that time and effort into it, or that ministry is ministering the word of God, and we are checking out all our Facebook posts, we're checking our emails, we are, you know, I heard, um, I'm not going to mention his name, but a very popular ministry leader recently say, um, you know, is, there, is it possible that we could just not go, you know, not go on our phones and do all this other stuff for 25 to 30 minutes while a, a pastor gives a message? Could we not do that? You know, and I know that I'm not trying to be legalistic about it because I know, you know, people want, you know, we're, there's online churches now and things like that. I'm, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about answering your emails mm-hmm. while your pastor's preaching the word, playing a game. Do, you know what I'm saying? Text messaging friends while that person is delivering the word. I can't possibly believe that that word is going to take root in your heart and produce what it's supposed to, because as you say, there's no weight on it. Mm-hmm. I, I totally agree with you. You know, as I'm listening to you, I, it makes me feel sad inside mm. because I think we don't recognize how much or how far away we've gone from honoring God, that we're yes. that far away that we don't recognize that we are so disrespectful, even of the presence of God. And so we're praying for things and we think we're praying for them because we desire them. But if we did, we would be expecting yes. them. Yeah. And so we have been cultured to pray right. for revival, to pray for awakening, to pray for souls. But we're not connected to that prayer because right. even if one soul walked down the aisle, we would break out in rejoicing yes. because our yes, expectation was met. But we've allowed ourselves to be so um, disconnected and not to be present. You know, this has really been a tactic of the enemy to get us so unconscious. Right. That we could be in a place, the presence of God can be there, but our mind is some other place. Right. Playing with the phone. Let me me check to see what's happening on social media or what's happening here. We're not connected. And so we, we think that we're honoring God by our physical body being in the church, but our hearts and our minds are so far away from Oh, Dawn, that is so good now. Mm-hmm. Our listening audience, you need to listen. This is a question. Next time you're in a gathering, are you connected? How about this one? Next time you're in your prayer closet, you're in your prayer, on your prayer chair, you are engaging with God. Are you really present? Mm-hmm. Are you connected? Or are you connected to a device in that moment of time. There's a time for the device to give weight to the device, Mm -hmm. but there's a time when God invades our time Mm -hmm. in that moment where he's given honor. Mm -hmm. That's powerful. Oh, Dawn, that is so good. That's so good. And I want to say it's nothing that I myself have mastered. You know, it's made me. (laughs) Oh, it's true. I'm preaching to the choir here. Yeah. how you can be so distracted. Uh, it's true. You know, you'll have this little device and this device, which seems to be silent, <laughs> has a pull on it. 
and then you become curious. But I assure you that your curiosity is not drawing you to God. Yes, yes. It's drawing you to something that's going to please you or make you feel better about yourself. Right. And so it has been really something that has taken us away from the Lord. You know, I'm happy that the media can be used for the gospel. And that's oh, the it's full, fantastic. This is what we're doing, right? The full yeah. intent right. of why God has given man the wisdom to uncover this. Yes. But the enemy has also used it as a great distraction. So where you're thinking you're seeking God, okay, I'm going to look up something on the Bible app, but the next thing you know, you're on Facebook checking something out. Right. That you're losing contact with God. And I, I really believe that there is a time where we need to detox Yes. To set oh, it I've aside. Done it. I've done it. Yeah. And then just to allow yourself to reach a place of being quiet and connecting back with the Lord and with other people. Yeah. And that is, you know, that mm -hmm. is such a huge part of it. You say other people. I, I was just thinking as you were talking, I got this picture. And this is this is this is the principle is that we, we gather in his name as a habitation of the Holy Spirit. We welcome his presence in. But yeah, we don't pay attention to him when, mm -hmm. he, when, when he's there. Right. It's like inviting someone. It's like I opened the door to my home this morning, had Dawn come in, and then I ignore you the rest right. of your time you're there. <laughs> and you're just standing there, but I'm, you know, doing the dishes or I'm talking on the phone. I just, I'm completely distracted mm -hmm. from the presence of someone I've invited in my yes. It doesn't make sense. I recently read um, or actually heard, uh, this is an interesting statistic, and you might want to check your home. 40% of families communicate within their own home through texting. Mm -hmm. Parents with their children, children with their parents, 40% of communication is done, or I should say rather 40% of homes communicate within the same house through texting. Now, that, that, is, uh, that is amazing. <laughs> mm -hmm. I used to want, you know, sometimes when I was raising my children, I used to love that, um, you know, love to have an intercom system so I wouldn't have to have that booming Italian voice through mm -hmm. the house. But at the same time, just think about that. We as a culture and the next generation, you know, the, the generation that's coming up, they are even more so. And now um, there actually there's actually reports coming out now how the how technology is altering the brains of our children. Mm -hmm. And it's making us, you know, how many times we get in an elevator and someone doesn't even look us in the eye, mm -hmm. younger people. But yet being able to prosper in the marketplace as a young person is to be able to engage with people. Right. I remember as a as a young from this high, my husband was teaching my son how to put his hand out, look someone in the eye when they when he greeted them. Mm -hmm. We have lost, you know, we've lost all of that. So, you know, as parents, we've got to work on that, you know, to make sure we're teaching our children how to engage. Um, but uh, also, as uh, we have another, probably another 12 or 13 minutes or so in the broadcast, uh, I want to talk as well. We've talked about, you know, honor in the public square, mm -hmm. and uh, you've done a wonderful job of explaining um, how to honor God. But one of the subjects I did want to touch on um, as in this broadcast was about honoring our spiritual leaders. And I want to talk a little bit, I want you to talk to us about that, but also about um, how how that how that works and functions as blessing in our life and what 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 is what do you, what can you share with us about that you know that that is a very important subject you know a lot of times as as lay people or congregants we don't recognize the pressure that those who are spiritual leaders have 
And we can become very critical of them if they don't live up to our ideal. Oh, exactly. Because, you know, from, from where we sit, we think we know it all. And God has required that we honor our leaders. I want to read a, a scripture concerning honoring those who are yes, in positions that, Because it's in the word of God. It's mm-hmm. just not part of church culture for outer, with, you know, without reason. Right. And so that, you know, people know this isn't something that we've just come up with. It, it's actually in the <laughs> right word. in the Bible. And it says in 1 Thessalonians 5, um, I'm going to start in verse 12. And we urge you, brethren, to recognize those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake. Be at peace among yourselves. So I am to always esteem those who are in authority, you know, in the body of Christ, highly esteem them. I'm not only supposed to recognize them, I'm supposed to pray for them. I have to look at them as God's gift to me. They are representing God. Now, if the Lord himself were to come into my, you know, the sanctuary or wherever I am and care for me in person, I would treat him a certain way. I would respect him. I would honor him. I would awe him. I wouldn't criticize him. And so whoever God who has put in authority over us, we're to treat him just as Jesus. Wow. Because he's wow. representing him. Right. So I have to honor him. I have to respect him. I cannot use my mouth, the thing that God's given me to bless, to curse whom God has sent as a blessing to me. And, you know, when we do this, you know, the scripture where it talks about there's many sick and weak in the body of Christ. Why? Because the word says we don't properly discern the body. Yes. Oh, wow. That's great, Dawn. The scripture's talking about respecting because when they come together. Discerning offices. offices, Discerning authority. Wow. Mm -hmm. You know, because when they come together, some would think I'm important. I'm going to eat before this one. It's talking about the Lord's Supper. But then he goes on to say why there's this weakness and dying in the body is because we're not discerning. Right. You know, among the brethren, leadership, and even brother and sister relationships, that is important that cohesively we honor and respect authority and one another. Right. It's so true. Um, One of the aspects of honoring honoring spiritual leadership, um, I think that is so important and may not be a topic that um, many people want to address, but I think it is important to address, is really the whole thing about um, you know, where the Bible says, touch not my prophets, you know, mm-hmm. touch not my anointed. The, there, there's the scriptures in there. And um, many times that scripture is used to describe, well, you know, um, you cannot, your, your leader is perfect. Don't touch because God's anointed them mm-hmm. that they can't be flawed. And I think that this is important for us to Christians, as Christians to understand how to process the flaws we see mm-hmm. in leaders. I'm I'm set apart by the Lord into a spiritual office, uh, a ministry office, as Dawn is, as many of our listeners may be today. Um, and I am no different than any other person in the body of Christ, other than I've been given, actually, I've been given an office, I've been given a different function. I'm not more important to God. I'm not more loved by God. I'm not more valuable to God. I am just... I function differently than another person in the body of Christ. Now, along with that said, I may have an anointing on me and do have an anointing on me to function in that office, but that does not mean I am still an earthen vessel. Mm -hmm. I still am flawed. I still can make mistakes. And I think, Dawn, that the problems occur when we see leaders um, 
fall below our expectations, where we can, we can see them behave in ways that are not healthy. We can see them interact in ways that are not healthy um, or do things. Uh, when, you know, when you're involved in church or anything within the body of Christ, there's something you're going to have an opinion about because we, you know, we're, right. we're, we can be opinionated <laughs> mm-hmm. people. But the issue becomes how we process that flaw we see in that individual or that thing they didn't do 100% right. Because sometimes, Dawn, it isn't, that we, it isn't that we fall below someone's expectations. It is, in fact, that we may not do something in a healthy manner. We may not handle a problem correctly. We may not handle a person who's left the church properly. We may not handle um, a purchase in the church properly or uh, how the kind of guest speaker we brought in or a gazillion other things. The, the, uh, I can think of, you know, there's a million things I could think of right now. But I think the key is, is understanding that it is not our job to fix that leader. It is not our job. You know, if there if there's an area where you, let me say this to, to the viewers, if there's an area where you are no longer comfortable within a church or you're not comfortable working for a ministry or in a, in a, in a spiritual environment, that is something that you process between you and Jesus. And if there is, you know, I, I did a whole course um, many years ago called Understanding True Spiritual Authority. And the fact of the matter is, Dawn, and to our listeners, that there are people, men and women in the body of Christ, that abuse the trust that you have been giving them or, or have given them. When that happens, you have to process how you are to respond within that situation in your life. Do you stay? Do you go? Do you pray? There's several different scenarios that the Father will will walk with you through in that area of disappointment or something that has happened to you or you've been wounded by another leader. I know there are people out there that have been wounded and hurt um, and in and right, not that you deserved it, but it actually has happened. Um, I, I have told people before that have come to me sometimes with these issues, you can't deny that what that spiritual leader did was wrong, but now it's about how you process it. And you are not the one called to malign them, to publicly disgrace them. You are not called to leave and talk about them and malign their character that is what the Lord is talking, that you're no longer honoring the office. You can leave and rightfully say in you and your heart that something wasn't handled right, but it's now you, you step over into dishonor when you cannot stop the berating mm-hmm. because that ends up affecting you, not them. You need to give, God is big enough to work in the life of that leader. And you should pray that, they do hear the voice of God so that someone else does not get affected the mm-hmm. way you did. So does that, do you understand what I mean? Yeah, I, I really do. And I, I believe that's a big issue right now. Right. Because there's a lot of disenfranchised Christians going from place to place looking for something. Right. You know, a lot of people have been hurt or they've been disappointed. You know, the thing is, wherever you go, you're going to be hurt. That's because just, it's people, you know, they're humans. everywhere. They're the people humans. are everywhere. Yeah. And because God has given a person an assignment doesn't make them perfect. Right. We're right. humans on assignment. Yeah. And just like when you go to a job, you don't do everything on that job perfectly. You're learning. 
Now, when it comes to spiritual matters, because that's important, that's weighty. You know, as you said, you need to go to the Lord because the one answer for you may not be the answer for me. God's going to direct us differently, you know, based on what he has for our life. But here is the honor of kings. And this is what the Lord spoke to me about humility. It's the honor of the king to forgive. Oh, yes. Oh, that's so good. Only a king can grant forgiveness. Yeah. And Jesus Ooh, coming as the king. What yes. did he come? He came to bring forgiveness. So from my royal position, I start with my first act of kingship is to forgive whoever the leader was. Yes. And once I do that, then I can have a golly perspective of how to pray for them. And then should God direct me to move on this way, there's nothing in my heart right. that I'm holding against that person. Right. Because first of all, wherever I go, I'm going to bring that pollution with me. Yeah, exactly. Because however truth. I leave is how I enter a place. It's the truth. But not only that, remember, there are young believers listening and unbelievers to the words that we're speaking. Oh, yeah. How can we invite somebody into a fellowship that we're saying is twisted, is right, hurtful, right. is dark, is abusive? Nobody with in a right mind wants to come into an <laughs> yeah. abusive oh, yeah. relationship my, by the way yeah. you know, right oh, come goodness. here this is where you get abused <laughs> and they kill your dreams yeah right you right. know <laughs> and the thing that we have to understand we're a body right we're all connected so when i begin to speak badly about the body of christ i'm affecting not only myself wow but every part of that body wow i'm actually speaking disease into that body and Amen. so I have to see myself as the body and I have to watch the words that I say because I am infecting. Wow. Oh, Dawn, that's so true. I'm infecting the body. So I have to allow my words to be tempered by the love of God. But it first starts with forgiving. That is, oh, Dawn, that was so powerful. I really hope that that blessed you because it truly blessed me. Well, you've received some powerful um, truth today that we know is setting you free even as you're listening. And, and Dawn, I, I would love for us to close out this broadcast um, with you just praying, you know, for those that may have walked through, uh, you know, a, a, a negative relationship with a spiritual leader. Just whatever's in your heart, let's pray, and then we'll close out the broadcast. Okay, great. So, Father, right now, I bring before you all those who are hearing, Lord, that have been wounded by leaders. Yes, Lord. And, Lord, um, first of all, Father, we thank you right now for ministering to those who did the wounding. Yes, Lord. That they would receive healing, Father, for the things that hurt them that make them hurt other people. Yes, Lord. And, Lord God, for those who are listening who have been hurt, Lord, we ask you to heal the deepest part of that wound, Lord. Lord, give them strength to release the one who wounded them. And Father, this day, cause them, Lord, to walk away from that wounded position, walking in the light of your yes, glory, Lord. Father. Bring them into what's next that you have for them, that they will be focused now on what's ahead and not what's behind yes, them. Yes, Lord. In the name of Jesus. And for this, Father, we thank you yes, in advance. thank you for freedom, Lord. For in advance, for the freedom that they're walking in from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, Dawn, thank you once again thank for being you. with me today. Okay, that is all we have for today. God bless you. Don't forget to log on to kathybixel.com to have access to our prior broadcasts of Beautiful Life TV. And we welcome you to join us. We're going to be doing another episode with Dawn and wrapping up a three-part series on honor. God bless you and have an awesome, awesomely anointed day. We trust you enjoyed this episode of Beautiful Life. 
and the teaching ministry of Kathy Bixel. For more information about Kathy, her books, downloads, and CDs, please visit BeautifulLifeTV.com. If you are interested in Kathy's teaching schedule, or perhaps you would like her to speak at a church or event near you, please email info at BeautifulLifeTV.com. We would like to thank you for taking the time to join us, as we trust that God's blessing will continue to offer you His beautiful life. So long for now.
We trust you enjoyed this episode of Beautiful Life and the teaching ministry of Kathy Dixon. For more information about Kathy, her books, downloads, and CDs, please visit beautifullifetv.com. If you are interested in Kathy's teaching schedule, or perhaps you would like her to speak at a church or event near you, please email info at beautifullifetv.com. We would like to thank you for taking the time to join us as we trust that God's blessing will continue to offer you His beautiful life. So long for now.